Well, hello there. You're listening to Wife Goes On, a woman's wellness guide to thriving after adversity. And I'm your host, Tay Flowers of Tay's Travel Club. I'm a part-time lifestyle and travel blogger, and I heard you back there mumble. Why is a blogger talking to me about life and wellness? Well, I'll tell you why. In my most recent past, I went through a public, to me at least, divorce, and many ladies asked me, how do you do it? How do you have so much joy? How do you smile every day? How did you move on? Well, this podcast will tell you my secret, ladies, and give you ideas and tools and tricks and homework on how to move on from such a dreadful part of your life, too. Each short episode will dive into one of the eight dimensions of wellness each week and explore how we can make changes to it to improve our overall health. So stay tuned to hear stories, guest interviews, and comments and letters answered. Go and get on my email list so you can get updates of my free episode and go follow me on Instagram, DM me, so we can go ahead and talk about it. Hey, ladies. Hey, hey, hey. So listen, my last episode for social, when I recorded it, it it lasted about five minutes. And while I don't want you to be glued to a podcast and, and you have things to do, um. That that's just that was just extra short, but it got to the point, and so I'm happy with it. However, I decided to do this bonus episode on dating after divorce because um I get a lot of questions in my inbox about it, and I feel like I have a little experience in it. So you know, you could um uh, gather from it what you like, but again. This experience of life, this life after divorce, the dating and everything is really what you make of it. So just make sure you shape it to be around what you want it to be. Now, of course, now this is going to be longer than the uh, social episode because I got so much to say in response to the questions and topics that I asked about on my own social media uh, page on Facebook, and then also the DMs I got in my um, my IG account. Now, mind you, I have not even talked about social yet, but somehow those are the questions. These are questions I've gotten so far when it comes to the dimensions of wellness. So let's get into it real quick. First, let me say, one term I cannot stand. Um, I mean, it's a good term, but I cannot stand when I see someone or I meet someone and they threaten me or they say, make sure you're dating with the purpose. I'm dating with a purpose. I, I, It's the craziest term to me, you know, because I'm dating with a purpose is, while I guess it's commonly used and cute, we all date with a purpose. Like, duh. What is your purpose? Um, that is what should be stated. I'm dating with a purpose. I'm dating with a purpose. Uh, yeah. Uh, it just so happens that my purpose when I first started this after uh, my divorce was to get out of my house and have fun outside of baseball and Roblox and dinners with my kids every day. That was my purpose. My purpose was not to be in an exclusive relationship and be married within a month. That was never on my mind. Uh, and it still tinkers on my mind today. But 
my purpose was to just get out of my house. And let me also state that the word dating is used in so many different ways. And of course, again, define it as you must. But I've had to change my terminology to not say first date, to say first meetup. So it's less pressure on both of us to feel like it's a date, it's a date. So um, I like to call them meetups because I may not meet you, meet well, meet up with you again. <laughs> you never know if I like you or not, if you like me or not. So let's just, let me just first start off by saying dating with a purpose. Make sure you know your purpose because it's going to be people like me that call you out on it and ask you, what, what's your purpose? And then you stumble over your words and then it's like, you know what? No, uh, I'm good. Okay, first question. How do I know when I'm ready to start dating again? Okay, you'll know when you're ready once you've healed emotionally. Now, out of all the of the eight dimensions of wellness, emotional is the one that you need to focus on and have like together before you go back out there. Of course, I prefer that you have uh, have most of them halfway full, um, shaded. Let's say shaded, but emotional needs to be at a good place. Um, so that way, when you step out there into this world, you have clear boundaries. You have clear rules, you have standards and expectations for yourself, others, and the relationship. Now, let me get into this real quick because I know a lot of people, they, they sometimes think boundaries and rules are the same and standards and expectations, they're, they're not. And you need to quickly know the difference. Let me, let me tell you the quick difference between those. Boundaries, those are what you set for yourself. Those are what you decide will and will not happen to you or will or what you will or will not engage in. That's that's you. I will not engage in arguments with strangers. That's I don't do that. I, I, I don't I don't tussle with strangers. Um, a rule would be what you set for the other person to not do to you. That's a rule. A rule for me is I don't you can't smoke with me. I don't like smoking. So because you smoke, we're not going to date. There's no need for us to date. There's no, I'm I'm not going to play like that. Okay. Let's not waste your time because that's already a rule I have. Now, of course, standards are, you know, the excellence you naturally hold yourself to. Like this is, this is the standard. This is what I expect. Uh, well, this is what I will do. The expectations are the standards that you hold someone else to. So, you know, when people be around here expecting uh, men to pay 100% for the date, that's your expectation. Cool. Because that's what you have. Just make sure all of that's clear. So I just wanted to really go over that really quickly because I people, they use them interchangeably and they're not. Okay. So uh, before you go out there, get you some boundaries. No what you're willing and not willing to deal with, have rules, know um, what they can or cannot do when it comes to you, and then just govern yourself accordingly. Now, some quick boundaries for you to have. Okay, number one boundary that you should have is ownership and agency over your financial assets, okay? And that means you need to make sure that you are straight with your finances. I'm not saying don't go out there if your wish is to go out there and to date up, as they say, or 
to date for money because that is someone's purpose. Your purpose is for financial gain. If that's what it is, and that's what it is. But make sure that you at least have some basis in your own home where your finances are together. Okay. Number two, the ability to stay true to yourself, your spiritual beliefs, and your passions. Please don't go out here and start changing yourself just to be with someone because uh, you really want to be with them. There's so many people that do that as teenagers, as <laughs> and people in college do that. But we are now professionals. We we are after the divorce. We already done something like that already to compromise. So let's not do that now. Let's go ahead and have our our base, and then just see what we're willing to compromise with. But don't change completely just because you want this to work. Number three. Per- you got to have the ability to prioritize your personal time and your self-care, no matter what. This is independent of you dating. So make sure you still have that in you. Number four, the right to change your mind and your preferences at any time without explanation. You have to know that you are grown. You're an adult. You answer to not many people, maybe your job, maybe uh, customers, if you're an entrepreneur, you answer to really no one. So you have to make sure that you know and you remember that you have the right to change your mind and your expectations, your standards, your rules, your preferences at any moment and not necessarily give an explanation. You know, just be tactful about it. And then the fifth one is alone time with no distractions or interruptions. You have to make sure, and that could be part of your self-care, but make sure you have that available for you, um, that you visit that before you enter this dating world. All right, now where to find these men? Where to find these men, ladies? Where do we find them? Got so many places, so many places to tell you. Social events, I'm talking about parties, all the gatherings, all the picnics, all all the stuff that I find on Eventbrite. Yes, I just look on the I just look on the app for Eventbrite, local area, Wherever I'm, wherever I'm visiting, I look on that. I look and see. I put my date in. I put the categories I like. Of course, I'm looking for a brunch. Of course, I'm looking for a brunch, and I'm, I'm finding people there. And it's not. I might not even find men there, but even to find like-minded women there is nice to have new connections with people. Hobby and interest groups. So it's easy to join uh, clubs and groups on social media, but there's things outside of here. There's things outside of the phone or the computer that you can go out and find. In a quick Google, even Eventbrite will have club meetups, the app meetup. You can find so many things you can do outside of the um, computer to where you have actual physical connections with people. Volunteering. There's a lot of people that volunteer, and if you're passionate about it, maybe you'll find someone who's passionate too, have the same values, and um, that actually can spark up a nice conversation. Uh, you, if you trust your friends, trust your friends and your networks. Just ask your friends, ask your family if they have any acquaintances. They can introduce you. You have some potential dates. Sometimes, you know, when you when you date within your already social circle, then it can be meaningful because we already got down that we have have some of the same interests. So 
try asking friends, okay? Try asking a, a co-worker if you trust them. <laughs> you got to trust them. Don't just ask people because, you know, that you know they hang around people. Just, you know, don't go there. Sports and fitness activities. You can go ahead and play in your local soccer league. Uh, go to your gym and work out. A- outdoor activities. I've met, I've um, seen a couple meet at one of those um, mud rudders. Is it mud rudders? Mud rudders? Where they, uh, you know, you do like these obstacle courses, like crazy on your body. You go run through mud. You swim through all this stuff. I've seen couples um, meet and get married there. Listen, just get outside of the house. That's what that's what you need to do. Get outside of the house. Get outside of the house. Cultural and art events. That means museums, art galleries, theaters, cultural festivals. They often attract people, again, who have appreciation for the arts and culture. And if you have that too, then go there. Educational classes. Say you want to take Spanish, cooking, any new skill. Maybe you want to learn how to code. I'm pretty sure you find somebody there that has the same interest, obviously. And you may think they're cute, may want to exchange, may want to have a little study buddy. You never know. Uh, a lot of people go to coffee shops and uh, cafes. If you see me in a coffee shop, don't talk to me. I'm there working, using their free Wi-Fi and drinking something, you know, eating, a, eating a scone or something like that. But again, like I said, you make this what you want to make it. And um, if that's what you like, then that's what you like. Now, let's talk about these dating apps because, you know, that's a place where you can meet people. And I have so many people for, so many people against. But let me tell you why I was on a dating app. Right after my divorce, before um, I had a chance to really evaluate my expenses and use my nanny for more than what I used her for, which was the base, such as after school care, practices, things like that. So past that, I had to think about like, how am I going to meet people? Because it was work and home, work, baseball practice, home, work, dance practice, home. I'm so tired, overwhelmed. I get in my bed and I was just like, I am tired of having um, just childlike stimulation (laughs) for, you know, with my kids. And while it's not a problem to do so because I love my kids, we still need that adult interaction with other adults. Uh, The quickest and easiest way for me to be a part of an adult social life would be on a dating app. So I never looked at dating apps to date in the beginning. It was more of a conversation, chatting line kind of thing. Um, I also did it, you know, you can swipe left, swipe right. It was more of a game to me. How many can I swipe left before I get to the end of my selection that they put forth for me and they tell me I need to wait until tomorrow to try again. That it was it was a game to me. But you know, I felt like it was it'd be fun. Um dating apps that I did, well, first let me say you get what you pay for. And I'm not a person that's gonna pay for apps. I am dead set on not paying for apps for um dating maybe if it has to do with my business but for dating nah i'll just get out and do the things i told you to do right before i talked about dating apps and meet people in person but i just won't do that however the the free version of hinge i like uh stir that's the dating app for single parents 
Bumble was okay, but they tried to charge me afterwards. And I'm like, uh, Luxy, it was okay, but no one was really um, here in Orlando. They're all down in Miami. And if you know me, I'm not traveling more than 35 miles from my home. Uh, that's one of my boundaries. <laughs> uh, BLK, you know, they have some for, for you know, specific groups. So BLK is for... Black people who want to meet, hell, black people. Wait, was it black people meet? That's one. Um, Locks Club, that's for Jewish uh, people. And then Christian Mingles for the Christian people. Um, all of the apps have premiums. And of course, like I said, you pay, you get what you pay for. So if you go out for the premium, then I'm, I'm pretty sure your selection is probably better. You know, there's always the old ones, the tenders, the match.com, the OKCupid. You can always count on those to be there too. They're still out there. But there's this one I was on. I forgot what it's called, but I was on a wait list. And of course, if I wanted to go up in the wait list, I would need to opt in and pay for the premium package, which I refuse to pay $100 for an app to go on a date when I'm just going to have to have my nanny watch these kids for a couple minutes and 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 go somewhere. Um, but that app, let me tell you, that thing made you log into your LinkedIn. It was for professionals and they verified that you you had a job. <laughs> uh it, that wasn't the only bit to it, but they made sure that you were working and they verified it by you logging into your LinkedIn once you made a profile and they took it from there. Yes, they verified um work. As if like I was doing a true job interview for another job. So, um, of course, like I said, I didn't pay for it. But hey, you know, some people did. And I kept getting notification when I kept moving up. And I was I was proud of myself. But it's just I that was a rule I had for myself. Don't pay for apps. Um, I'm sorry, a boundary. Oops. What to wear. Okay, so every time I had a new date, I wear a different outfit. And when my divorce ended, my ex were, was to get the kids every other weekend from Thursday at school, and he drops them off Monday at school. So let me tell you something. From Thursday to Sunday, I had about six to eight dates. Now, tell you how you had eight dates from Thursday through um Sunday. I, I'm going to tell you how. Uh I got off of work and Thursday, I had one date that night. Uh, Friday, I had one date that night. And then Saturday and Sunday, it was like three dates. And I block off my schedule by um, like by quartering the, the time I'm awake and also with meals. So if I wanted to be, if I wanted to have a date with a meal included, because Meals to me are not dates, but if I had a date with meals included, it would be um, it would be uh, like morning, lunch, and dinner. That's how I would block it off. Or if I don't want to go out to eat because I'm probably full from the day before, and that's that's normally what Sunday when I'm not willing to eat so much, then it's just nine to twelve. 12 to 3, 3 to 6. That's how I did it. And I had a date. Sometimes it'll be with eight different people. Sometimes it'll be with five. So I I double back, you know, depending on how great the date was. But yes, I had it. And I always wanted to wear something different every time I went on a date. And that got tiring. And it also 
uh, it got costly because I started buying new stuff. Let me buy new something, a little fresh something for this date. And um, no, I had to stop that. So what I did, I decided to make a little guide for myself because I realized I wasn't really doing more than five dates with some with certain people. But I made a guide. And it's basically a dating guide for for what to wear. It's a guide for what to wear on your dates from dates one through five. And also on that guide, it's where you would go with those with that date. And you know what? I might just make that a quick opt-in, like a quick little ebook for someone to have if they, you know, if they want it. But in the show notes, I'm going to link it to my actual Facebook post, my personal Facebook post, I will go and make it public so that you can actually go and see what um, what suggestions I have for it. So go to the pictures individually and look at the captions and see when I say I'm wearing my black jumpsuit, my timeline, my friends and, and the on Facebook should know that I'm going on a first date with someone because number one, my date for number one, I will date one is a black jumpsuit. Now, I have about two or three black jumpsuits, but we all know that's date number one, and it's 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 a get-to-know date. Okay, question, who's paying for this? Who Who's going to pay for this? Now, this is where your boundaries, rules, your standards, expectations come in, okay? If you're expecting to pay, like I said earlier, you have to make sure you let that be known before you get there. But as for me, I um I am always prepared to pay. And when I don't feel like the date is going right, if I feel like we're not on a, we're not in alignment with each other as far as expectations of what should be happening on this date or even in the future with us, I pay totally. Now, I do that because that is me saying, this is me not owing you for what we just did. So... um don't worry about contacting me after this. That is how I feel when I pay for the first date or when I pay for, you know, when I pay for the first date. Um, I will say, though, there are a lot of times where the guys have not allowed me to. I may go to the restroom and they may ask for the check while I'm at the restroom to wash my hands and, you know, spruce up my face and they'll pay for it right then while I'm gone. And that's cute. But if I don't feel comfortable comfortable with the guy I'm with, or if I just feel like this is going nowhere, I'm willing to pay for the whole thing or pay half. You know, again, that's not everyone's cup of tea. Some people are like, whatever, you're gonna you're gonna pay for this. But but what I just saw on TikTok, I think, was this one person stating, um, what he he was asking a waitress can the date can his date wash dishes because he wasn't prepared to pay for this bill huh so what i'm not going to do is um pay for um i'm sorry what i'm not going to do is uh, wash dishes i got dishes at home so i won't be doing that at at a restaurant and i'm not on their payroll uh, that won't happen i have to if i find the link i'm going to put it in the show notes cuz you got to see that i can't believe she stayed there and recorded it and it was it was I don't know if it was a joke but I, I don't think it was it was he was serious so make sure that is known uh first date ideas I got a couple of them 
I'm not. I'm just gonna run through them because again, this episode seems longer than the regular one. Picnic in the park, easy. Quick favorite snacks, blanket, park, on the ground, and you talk. Okay, because remember the first date is what you want to do when you're um, getting to know people, and I feel like movies and dinners. I don't like talking when there's food in my mouth, number one. So I'm not. don't ask me a question while I chew. In movie theaters, you better not talk to me during a movie because you'll never go to a movie with me again. So it's just best that you try to stay away from those when you're getting to know someone and use that for like maybe date five or something like that, you know, later on down the road. Again, um, let me say museum or art gallery. We've talked about that where you meet them. You can also go there on a date. Outdoor adventure, go hiking, biking. I've done an ATV riding date with someone here in Orlando. It was fun. Uh, We didn't really talk during because, you know, we were riding through the woods on these ATVs. However, afterwards, we did have uh, talks about what just happened and how my body just shook all over this bike and everything. But um, that that was always uh, a nice first date for me to have, along with paintball, things like that. Cooking class. Uh, Publix used to have, our supermarket here used to have um, cooking classes here for people. But now I actually have a friend who is a private chef, and she offered a cooking class for uh, me and a guy to do in his home. So that was a neat experience. Of course, I wasn't date one. I was not. I'm not going to your house for date one. Okay, don't ask me over there. I'm not Netflixing and chill. Okay, and you're not coming over to mine. But um, it was fun with her teaching us, and then we ate afterwards. Uh, what we created, and it was it was a nice little, nice little time together. Now we're not going to talk about how, and that and that was my thing. I thought of that for us to do. That was different. And it was, to me, it was unique. And since I thought of it and I planned it, I paid for it. That was on me. And so the 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 rule or the expectation was when he planned the next date, it would be on him. And so the next day, we went to a restaurant. And so that was our last date. Um, next, mini golf or bowling. Uh, there's Top Golf everywhere. There's Drive Shack. Bowling uh, is everywhere. So that's nice. You can see a competitive spirit with the person, um, see how well they are with socializing around people. Uh, I also did billiards recently with a guy uh, and it was nice. He actually helped me out uh, with, I guess, my um, my shot. I guess is what you call it, my shot. And I got a little better. So it was neat. Um Visit a zoo or aquarium. I don't like the smell of animals unless they're um, cooked. So I normally would do an aquarium because they're all behind glass and I won't really have to smell it. But zoos are great for people who like those kind of things. Escape rooms. I love to judge a person on how well they can get out of an escape room. Forget the fact that I may not be able to get out of this escape room. I want to see how you think, how you use your critical skills in um in under a time timer and also just have fun with it. So <laughs> I'm I'm judging. I'm judging and I'm also having fun with the escape rooms. 
Uh, you can stroll through a botanical garden. Those are nice. Uh, amusement park. I'm in Orlando. We have different types of parks. The main ones, Disney Universal. I can, we can skip on over to Bush Gardens in Tampa. But amusement parks are a nice, fun way to get outside, be in the sun, go stand in lines. But please note, I'm going to have a fast pass. So I hope the guy I date understands the, the importance of me having a fast pass to get up and skip lines. And then also binging on um, amusement park food is fun, especially those big well, I don't do the big turkey legs. I'm afraid of the hormones, but I love a good pretzel from Disney. Again, like I said, volunteer together. You know, uh, Habitat for Humanity. United Way has a lot of things you can do. Just look that up. And axe throwing, paintballs, um, paint and sip. I'm sorry, paint and sip, resin classes. I did those with my kids. So I know, well, not paint and sip, but I know it'll be nice, a nice time for a date. We're going to have to take a break. Y'all let me get up here and talk for pretty much 30 plus minutes on dating. Like, I don't know if you can tell it's my passion to be outside, but let's take a quick break because I got to I gotta drink some water. Hold on, hold on. Hey, ladies, just a little reminder. Go on ahead and give your girl a review on podchaser.com. Just search for Wife Goes On and leave a review. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, I don't think that worked, but let's let's talk about some real things as far as after the divorce, how we're conducting ourselves on this date. What should I disclose about my past marriage on the first date? It is up to you what you should disclose, but you do not have to disclose everything. And honestly, on the first date, you most likely don't want to talk about your past marriage, let them ask you about it because I don't even think about the past. I think about how I'm here to have fun with this new friend of mine and I'll see if he'll continue to be my friend afterwards. But um, focus on the lessons that you learn. I've always tell people that I realize my, my, my part in the failure of my marriage And I'm working on this, this, and this to make sure that if I do get married again, that that is not an issue. Let's not talk negatively about our ex. Let's just focus on the positive and not dwell on the negative. Okay. When should I introduce my children to someone I'm dating? Of course, there's really no timeline to anything in life. (laughs) You know, you set your timeline. I've heard people say six months. I've heard people say three months or, you know, it's it's really not a timeline. It's when you have have established a strong connection and you're confident that the relationship has great potential. So we're not going to introduce our kids to someone that if your purpose is to date is be to have sex, we're not going to introduce our kids to someone you just want to have sex with and see it not going any further. We won't do that. We're going to introduce our kids to people who we plan to be in it for the long game, who are good possible role models and can 
shape our kids' lives because they may be around your kids, okay? So make sure that you have that in mind, but also you have to involve your kids in their feelings. You have to involve them and assess them often. Um, make sure they feel comfortable with the situation and also the introduction. I rarely will have someone come to my home because my kids know their home as their safe place. So when someone knows my address, when someone comes here, you are entering their safe space. And what they know to be a constant will be here because mommy is here. So I do not invite people into my kids' safe space. If it was just me by myself, I still wouldn't invite you because you might kill me. But I do not want to interrupt my kids' safe space and have them question me and my thinking. Because one time I did, you know, kind of quickly, I would say, and my oldest came to me and was like, hey, are you okay? But like mentally, are you are you sure you're okay? And I had to step back and say, you know what? This is out of character for me. You know, I, I don't know. I guess I was in love. But this is out of character for me. And I can understand him questioning me. And I, I put a halt to that right away because their safety and the, their comfort, their feelings is very important when it comes to um, introducing anyone new to them. Okay. How can I deal with the fear of getting hurt again? Okay. Fear is natural. We get that. Fear drives some people, but you cannot let it control you. Like fear will stop you from even dating because you're afraid of being hurt. You're going to have to be able to get over that, but take things at your own pace. You know, communicate openly with your new partner and seek support of your friends and, and your therapist if needed. Again, you, you know, I tell you to seek professional help because I'm not it, but please make sure that you do so that way you have a clear understanding and that you're prepared emotionally for this new take on life. Okay, what are some red flags to watch out for in a new relationship? Okay, look out for dishonesty, inconsistent behavior, lack of respect, unwillingness to communicate effectively, and you are a woman, so trust your instincts. You'll you'll know. And then if you bring them around your kids, your kids have this king sense. They 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 can sense stuff before us. We used to have it, but now we've gotten comfortable with it in our ways, but they still can sense it. Follow them. If they sense, if they feel it, I don't I don't feel comfortable something's not right, investigate it because they sometimes can sense things that you cannot because you're probably in love. You know, you never know. Is it common to compare new partners to my ex-spouse? Yes, it is. But try to avoid it. Dating for me to start when I started dating, it was like I said, to go outside and have fun and not um be around my kids all the time, have some adult interaction. But then it turned into a, I know what I don't want. So I don't have to dwell on that. Let me change my mindset to something positive and think about things I do want in a partner. So it became of, let me date different guys to see what positive qualities that they like, that they have, that they possess, that I would like in a future mate. Once I formulate those in my head in one list, 
if I meet someone that meets, you know, at least half the list, we can work on the rest, then that'd be perfect. That's ideal for me. But I had to date to know what that was because before I was married, and depending on you, depending on how long you're married and the age and what you've gone through, you were a different person. So before I got married, I was in my 20s. I was in college. Well, let me say when I got married, I was in my 20s. I was in college. I did not have a career. I worked on campus. You know, I I didn't have kids. It's, and so that was my standard. That was my way of life. So I had different standards. That I just wanted a guy to not have kids because I didn't have kids. That was <laughs> my main thing. Um, now that I'm in my 40s, I've graduated from college with my, you know, I'm now in my career. I have kids. I have assets and some liabilities, y'all know. I look at men differently. I look for, I want something different from 20-year-old playboy out here in the streets. You know, that's not what I want now because I have different things going on in my life. So now I'm trying to find out those those true qualities, but past my basic ones, don't don't hit me, you know, things like that, um, to see what do I want in life. So I'm not comparing them to my ex. I'm trying to compare it to my new way of life, my new standard of life. And if you've had multiple changes since you've been with your ex, you have to think about that and think about how your life is now and what is conducive to your lifestyle at this moment. Um... Another one I got a question on is how do I balance dating with co-parenting responsibilities? I'm be honest with you. I don't have that issue because my ex is not co-parent with me. Once he moved to another state, uh he I think I took the kids there 1 July 2021 and I picked them up August 2nd 2021 and that's the last time he has gotten the kids. So I do not have a co-parenting issue. Also in my divorce on my final judgment, it states that I have the ultimate say-so when it comes to decision-making, ultimate decision-making. And so all the decisions I make, I don't even involve him in them because he does not communicate with me with the kids. But just, just by basic common sense as a parent, as a mother, and what I would prefer and what I've seen other men do as they co-parent with their their exes. Um, prioritize the kids' well-being and communication with their ex-spouse. Make sure that that is down pat. Plan dates. And this when he was actually coming to get the kids, my eight dates, they were during the times when the kids were not with me. That way I didn't have to worry about um, spending extra money on finding childcare and things like that. So um, plan dates around that schedule, that co-parenting schedule, the the time-sharing schedule. Should I consider remarriage or is it okay to keep things casual? Again, this life is about you and what you want. It can be casual if you want to. The choice is yours. If you just want casual, just dating after divorce, casual, uh, hangouts, meetups, and even for some casual sex, that is what you want, then do it. But some people seek a long-term commitment. I had a couple, one of my girlfriends, she told me when she, when she divorced that she knows she's getting married again. And um, <laughs> and me on the other hand, I was like, never, I am not 
doing that again. I am not getting in a relationship with anyone where I have to get a lawyer to get me out of it. So, um, of course, those feelings have changed as I've dated more and seen that there is hope out here. But some people are in it for a long-term commitment and they know that in the depths of their heart, they know that that's what they're supposed to be in. And so if that's what it is, then that's what it is. Be that. But just be clear with your intentions. When you find someone, when you decide to date exclusively, meaning you decide to not have a roster and you focus on this one to develop this this relationship, make sure those those relationship goals are clear in the beginning before you uh, go down that road. Uh, last two, last two. We're going to be quick. How can I rebuild my self-esteem and confidence after the divorce? Besides the dimensions of wellness, the eight dimensions of wellness that I speak on, you know, you're going to visit those to make sure that your self-esteem is up to par. We'll talk about that in future episodes. Set goals and surround yourself with supportive friends and therapy. Um, I'm sorry, supportive friends and, and family. But consider therapy also, just in case you have some lingering self-esteem issues. Me, last year, I'm going to, no, this year, January is when I started my fitness, my my physical uh, dimension. In January of this year, that thing, it wasn't even shaded. Not, I, I had a little bit of shading in the, in the pen, the pencil part at the very bottom. But that's only because I still think I'm pretty. However, I knew I needed to get healthy. While I'm getting healthy, I'm pretty sure that my physical body would change and and it will be prettier by my standards, you know, up to par by my standards. It's not fully where it's supposed to be, but I can shade that thing in more because um, I've done what I need to do to work out physically. Because of that, I'm out more socially now, which is, that's another dimension. Uh, because of me not eating out as much and, and just going through everyone's drive through five times a week, I've somehow given myself a raise. So financially, I can shave more there. Like they're all connected. It's crazy, but they're all connected. And as I shade in more of those, as far as like being fulfilled, my confidence and self-esteem goes up. So make sure you revisit that often to see how you feel. You do it monthly, quarterly. I like to do it quarterly and see where you are versus where you were. Shade in and you can assess your self-esteem really by that that chart. Um, And the last one, the last one. What are the keys to a successful relationship after a divorce? Okay, this is going to sound like a broken record, but it's true. I sound, it's going to sound cliche, but it's true. Effective communication. You have to have that. Even expectations, clear expectations, you got to have those. Trust. Trust in each other. Emotional maturity. And a willingness to learn from your past makes all of this essential. Is 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 all essential for you to have a successful relationship after a divorce. You got to be patient with yourself. Give yourself grace and your partner because this is a new chapter in your life. Pretty sure in their life because unless you're dating 10-year-olds, well, I'm sorry, no, that's against the law. Unless you're dating 20-year-olds who haven't really done life, who, you know, 
hasn't really been out there and had their 20 funds and their 30s funds, um, uh, you're dealing with someone who's also gone through life. You know, your expectation should be that they've had a past before you. So you, this is not new for someone, unless that's your thing. You know, cougaring is a thing. But your expectation should be that they have had a past before you. So you have to make sure that you give your partner grace too. But it can be done. Listen, I'm I'm so sorry to have taken up so much of your time with this episode, this bonus episode, because it is so much when it comes to dating, all the false narratives that you see on social media, all the, you got to be this, you got to be that, you got to do this, you got to do that. If you're not doing this for me, I'm not doing this for you. It doesn't have to be such a negative thing. It really does not. It can be a fun, engaging opportunity to, if not go further in a romantic relationship, you can still have fun and meet a friend. Okay? So, Please, I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode that was way longer than the actual episode of returning to your social life after divorce, but it felt good talking about it. It felt good addressing questions that were in my inbox and on my my um, page. And if you have any more of those questions, any more of about hell, dating, I guess, or any other topic as far as the eight dimensions of wellness, because that's the only thing I, I can talk about at this moment, then make sure you contact me, email me, tay at wifegoeson.org, DM me on Instagram, uh, you know, Facebook me, I guess, since you have my page, inbox me, and I will definitely do my best to either address it with you personally or make a bonus episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wife Goes On. If you like the episode and you think it may be useful to someone else, please leave a review at podchaser.com. If you got any questions, just let me know at wifegoeson.org underscore on Instagram. Just DM me. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes sharing these same strategies and tips on how to explore the dimensions of wellness and get back on track with your life after adversity. And ladies, happy healing. Thank you.